Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Standing, we're going to jump right into the Word of God. Would you grab your Bibles and your message outline? When you walked in, they handed you a piece of paper. They're the points to my sermon, as well as the verses that we're going to be reading together. And you turn your Bibles with me. We're going to be in the book of Luke. And as you're turning your Bibles there, I want to welcome, as you know, we're one church that meets in three locations. We meet in Fullerton, in Costa Mesa, and online. And would you just give God a hand clap? Welcome to our Costa Mesa campus. Everybody online, everybody come on, somebody. We're live linking right now to kick off Christmas. And I got a message I can't wait to share for all our church campuses to talk about uh, this, uh, what Christmas is about. But before we do go there, I just want to once again let our church know what it is that we're doing as a church family, that we are having services, you know, options for wherever you are at, at your place of faith. And I just want to again encourage you and reiterate to you that for us, you know, we want to make sure that we have an option for you to worship. And, um, you know, we, we know, you know, exactly all that's going on right now with COVID. We're taking all the precautions. We sanitize all of our places. But here's what, what, we, what you need to understand, okay, is that the church is essential. The church needs to be available for people. And I want you to know this. We care about people's health. So what we've done is we've made three ways for people to worship. And I'll, again, it's important that you understand, and I want everybody to hear me say this, okay, is that for nearly eight months, Freedom House Church, we were, we've stopped all our physical gatherings. We had no large gathering for eight months because we didn't know what COVID-19 was. You know, we were participating. We knew exactly, well, we didn't know exactly all that it was, but we were participating with all of that. Now, eight months later, as we come into this time, we know the data about COVID-19. Now, please don't make this political. This is just facts. COVID has a 99.9% recovery rate. If you're someone who has a weakened immune system or somebody who has a comorbidity, then it gets a little bit higher. So what we want you to do is we want you to take every precaution for you and your family. If you want to stay at home and worship, we want to pastor you by being part of our online church. If you don't feel comfortable being in an inside location, our Costa Mesa campus, as some are right now, it's worshiping outside. Or if you just feel I'm healthy, for me, it's more of a risk to be in isolation. We have our indoor service over in Fullerton because here's what you're not hearing. Last thing I'm going to say, and you need to hear me, okay? Here's what you're not hearing on the media. You know the, the data on the COVID, the physical effect, but you're not talking about the spiritual effect. And the spiritual effect that is going on in our society, suicide is skyrocketing. Divorce is skyrocketing. Isolation, rehab centers. I'm boots in the ground. I work with people and I'm, every rehab center that I'm in relationship with, they're overflowing, they're packed out. I can't even find room to put people in a rehab center because people are relapsing. There's domestic violence. And all I'm saying is, this, and again, I respectfully disagree with, with, with our governor, okay? I res with respect and honor, but this is not a burger joint. We're not serving hamburgers here, okay? This isn't entertainment. This is the house of God where souls are being saved, lives are being transformed, and people need to get healed. The church is like a hospital. The church should be with the counseling to the rehab centers. Can I get a good amen, all right? So that's all. And so you go at your place of faith. We want to make availability for you. And for all those, because I don't want anybody to feel like, well, if I go to church, am I somehow breaking the law? No, you're not. The U.S. Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, has voted, 
and has sided with the church that you cannot restrict the church from gathering. And if you need further, our sheriff, Don Barnes, has said you're okay to have church. So thank you, sheriff. Come on, somebody. Amen. We love the Lord. All right, praise God. All right, enough about that. You ready for the word? I said, are you ready for the word? Two people. All right, come on, somebody. Turn your Bible to Luke chapter 2, and we're going to read here where the Bible says about the very first Christmas, and I'm going to start a Christmas series today about, about the statement of Christmas, and I want you to read with me. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through verse number 14. Here's what the Bible says. It says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, and they were keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Verse 10, but the angel said to them, what did the angel say? Do not, what? Be afraid. I want you to notice that at the first Christmas, one of the first statements heaven made was for fear not to dominate people's life. He said, I bring you good news that will cause, what is it going to cause? Not just a little joy, but cause what? Great joy for all the people. The scripture says, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. It says, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven on earth, peace to those on whom his favor, God's favor rests. I want to draw your attention that at the first Christmas, God said, I want to cause great joy. But before he could cause great joy, he had to deal with fear. And I want to connect how I think much how the first Christmas was, a lot of people were in fear and God wanted to bring joy is much how today's times are where a lot of fear is trying to be spread, but I believe that God wants to cause great joy even in the midst of uncertainty. That we as God's people, we have a hope that is greater than any type of article, greater than any type of news. We got the good news of Jesus Christ, that if God is here, why do I have to fear in Jesus' name? So I wanna to talk today, the the message is fear not. Let's pray one more time. Father, we thank you this morning. As we gather in worship and online, many people in their homes worshiping with us, we're so grateful they're logged in and, and turned their living room into a sanctuary room. And those in Costa Mesa that are worshiping with us there outdoors in beautiful Costa Mesa and those here in Fullerton, as we all worship God together, speak to us, Lord, encourage us, build us up. And today as we talk about dealing with fear, God, help us to understand how it is you work in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, everybody says Amen. Why don't you give God one more clap? You may be seated. Come on. And just tell somebody that you came with, tell them, say, fear not. Say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. That's right. It's not going to be a scary Christmas. It's going to be a merry Christmas. Okay. All right. We're not going to be the season of fearful. It's going to be the season of cheerful in Jesus' mighty name. I want to talk to you today about causing great joy. In fact, the whole series that I'm starting this month for December is about great joy. Now, a little fun fact is when I plan my yearly preaching calendar, I sit down and I say, okay, here's what I want to speak for the whole year, and I give it to the team. And, and this series about great joy, I actually planned for it back last year in um, around December, January. And little did I know that as we are in this whole time of uncertainty, all kinds of things going on, we don't got to get into all that, but all kinds of things going on, 
you almost would say, how are you going to talk about joy, pastor, when there's so much uncertainty? But I believe that God was already working and preparing us because I think if there was ever a time to talk about receiving God's joy, it's now. I'll just take one amen. All right. Okay. I think if there was ever a time of saying, God, how do I change my perspective to receive the joy of the Lord in this situation and not allow myself to be dominated by any spirit of fear? And as I began to dive deeper in the scriptures, I noticed that the first Christmas, okay, I'm reading you the Christmas story. At the first Christmas, the first statement God makes or the angels make to the shepherds was to not be afraid. He says, we got to deal with this thing called fear. And I believe that if we're ever going to get to a place of having joy, then we're going to have to deal with fear because I could never live with joy if I'm living with fear. We got to deal with this thing called fear so that we can step into the joy of the Lord. Now, I'm going to have a little Bible study here, so stay with me. I want to show you quickly how at the first Christmas, there are four times, okay? Come on, let's jump on our Bible bus. I love to preach, but let me teach here. There are four specific times that the angels, when they were talking about the Christmas story, that the angels kept telling people, do not be afraid, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. I want you to see, and the angels told this to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 29 and 30. Watch this here. Follow with us on the screen or in your Bibles. It says, Mary was greatly troubled at the words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, what did the angel say to her? Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Notice Mary was dealing with fear. Joseph, who was, you know, uh, married to Mary, even he dealt with fear um, in verse, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20 says, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, what do you say to him? Do not be afraid in verse number 20. Take, take Mary as your wife because what, what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So the angels are dealing with fear inside of Joseph. When we go to Zechariah, who was the father of John the Baptist, who would prepare the way uh, for Jesus, he was awaiting you know, uh, the, the Messiah. Watch what, what happens here at the first Christmas in Luke chapter 11, verse 10 through 13. It says, then the angel Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense When Zechariah saw him, the angel, he was startled and gripped with fear. Watch verse 13. But the angel said to Zechariah, what did he say to him? Do not, what? Be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you will call him John, which is later John the Baptist prepares the way for Jesus. But this is around the first Christmas. Again, dealing with fear. Now let's go to the shepherds, the ones we just read in Luke chapter two and verse number 10. You're like, you're reading a lot of scripture. You came to church. What you think we're gonna do? Come on, somebody. Luke chapter two, verse number 10 and 11. Watch this. But the angel said to them, to the shepherds, what do he say to them? Do not, what? Be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. I want you to listen to me because I think this is so relevant in these times right now. That at the first Christmas, God was speaking to the fear people were dealing with. And I think that right now, God would be speaking to the same thing for us in 2020 as we're closing the end of the year. He would speak straight to the fear and the message of Christmas was, yes, I wanna bring great joy, but first I wanna deal with any fear that's trying to be put in your life. I want to deal with that fear. 
The message of Christmas was, do not be afraid. So the angels didn't start with, hey, everybody, get happy. It's Merry Christmas. The angels actually started with, don't be afraid. We got to move on to joy. In other words, let's first deal with this thing called fear or else you're always going to be gripped or dominated by a spirit of fear. And we as believers know God does not give us a spirit of fear, but a love power and a sound mind. But we need to understand that the message of Christmas, and I don't know who needs to hear this, okay? Someone watching online, someone's going to re- replay this, someone close to me, someone here at Fullerton. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you need to grab in your spirit right now that the message of Christmas is do not be afraid. I'm not going to live with fear of what's going to happen in the future. I'm not going to live in fear about, oh my goodness, I think I'm getting a sniffle. Oh my God, am I going to die? Should I plan my funeral? Come on, somebody. All right. Now, again, don't, 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 don't do that, okay? In the sense, I'm, he's saying COVID's not real. It's real. But, you know, come on, somebody. Don't live in fear. Say amen. Come on, somebody. Can I get a big amen? Cancer's real, but I don't live in fear every day. Come on, somebody. All right? So we don't live in fear. Now, I want you to understand is that God is with us. You don't have to be afraid. As he told Mary, he said, I'm sorry. As he told Zechariah, God has heard your prayer. Don't be afraid. As he told Mary, you are highly favored. We don't have to live in fear. This is the message of Christmas is don't fear. Why? Because fear will cause you to, 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 to stop living. Fear will cause you to see obstacles instead of opportunities. Fear will cause you to say, well, I know Jesus is, is coming, but is he actually going to do anything? I know Jesus is here, but is he actually going to help me? Don't let fear dominate your life. We are people of faith, not people of fear. Can I get a good amen? I'm going to preach it till someone gets it. Come on, somebody. Second Timothy chapter two, verse one, I'm sorry, second Timothy chapter one and verse number seven, the Bible says this, for God has not given us what? A spirit of fear. I want us all to read this together like a big church family. Come on, all children, let's read this together. It says, but of what? Power. You can't say power like that. Power. Okay. But of of uh, I want to hear your Costa Mesa, what? And a sound mind. A sound mind means a focused mind, not an unsettled mind, not a broken down mind, that my mind is going to be sound. It's going to be fitted together. And I know that God is with me, that as the Bible says in Romans 8, 31, if God be for us, who cares who's against us? That God, if you're, a, if, if you, watch this now, if Christmas means that God came, then what do I have to fear? Because God is here. Just tell the person you came with, say, God is here. You don't have to fear. Pastor's rapping, so don't be snapping. Just kidding. All right. So (laughs) God is here. Now, this is so important because Jesus is not just the reason for this season, but the reason for every season. And the reason why we can celebrate this Christmas it's not because, well, you know, I don't know, man, you know, it's pretty great. No, it's Jesus is here. We can celebrate the birth of Christ because he has come to heal the heart of humanity. He has come to heal. He is the one who has come to give us hope. He is the answer for the, for the broken heart of humanity. He is the answer for all that we have. Now, this is so important because, because we need to recognize that he is the answer for our spiritual soul. Now, let me just use this as an illustration here, so stay with me. I know I'm going to cause, cause some people toes to curl, and, you know, when I say this. But, but, you know, everyone's talking about the vaccine right now, okay? 
And I went, oh, vaccine, are you going to take it? Are you going to take it? Am I going to take it? Are, you gonna take it? are they going to make us take it? I don't know. Is they, they're going to put a chip in it? I don't know. What's going on? You know? And, so so let me tell you See, I told you. You're like, okay? Like, I don't know. But I just, oh, my goodness. What's going on? Okay, just, 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 just play along with me, okay? Regardless of what you feel, but let's talk about the vaccine that can take away a physical effect. Whether you take the vaccine or not, not here to talk about that, okay? There is no vaccine for your spirit. There is no physical vaccine for the spiritual effects of what this season is trying to put into your soul. Someone's going to get it. It doesn't matter a physical shot to try to heal what has entered your heart in this season. There is no physical vaccine for a virus called fear. There is no physical shot for a virus called offense. You can't say, doctor, give me a shot in my arm to heal me of suicidal thoughts. You can't say, doctor, give me a shot in my arm to heal me of isolation, of anger, of frustration, of living but not thriving. There is no physical vaccine that can remove spiritual strongholds. And God knows this about us. That is why when God thought about saving humanity, he didn't send a doctor. He didn't send a a technology. He didn't send a scientist. He didn't send an economist. And he definitely didn't send a politician. He sent a savior. And it's, oh God, I feel the Holy Ghost now. And his name is Jesus. And I have a vaccine for my soul. His name is Jesus. And he heals me of my sin. He heals me of my hurt. He heals me of my fear. He heals me of my hangups. He heals me of my strongholds. And I'm going to celebrate Christmas because I got Jesus. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise. You're watching online. Just say, I got the vaccine named Jesus. Come on, somebody. And you need to get that one. (laughs) Okay. Because when you get to heaven, they're going to check if you got that one. (laughs) It's Jesus. It's God Regardless, again, I'm not going to play with the whole, you make a decision for you and your life and your family and the whole physical stuff. Let me tell you one that's not up for debate, Jesus. And why we don't have to fear is because Jesus, Christmas is Jesus came. He did not leave us as orphans. That because, watch this now, I couldn't go up, Jesus came down. Because I couldn't step into heaven, he stepped into earth to make a way for me to come into him. But I'm telling you, if you get caught up in all the presents under the tree, oh man, but I won't be able to buy the PlayStation 5. Oh, but I won't be able to get the 85-inch new flat screen projector TV because, you know, times are tough. You're going to be all depressed. You're going to be all in fear. But if you say, you know what? Praise God for all that. Whether I got it or don't got it, whether, come on somebody, whether it's all good or not good, I got Jesus and Christmas is Christ has come. Christ miss. Christ miss. Not Xmas, by the way, Okay. Sorry, personal pe- pet peeve. People put Xmas, Christmas. In fact, capitalize Christ. Just joking. All right. So, some will say, fear not, because God is here. He is our hope and our salvation and why we need to trust in him. How do I defeat fears that hold me back? Now, I'm going to talk about great joy in the weeks to come, about how to live in this great joy that God wants for our lives. But at first, as I was, as I was studying, as I'm just, you know, crafting the whole messages for the month, I felt I needed to speak first about fear before I talk about getting joy. Because if I talk about just grabbing joy, but I don't teach you how to deal with your fear, then that fear is always going to cancel out your joy. 
It's, it's just in a moment, you'll be like, oh, I'm happy. And then, oh, you know, or, oh my goodness. So let's talk about how to deal with this great fear. How do I deal with this great fear? Or the, how do I deal with fears that hold me back from great joy? Point number one, write this down in your message outline. Just grab a pen and fill this out. Is you need, we need to surrender my life. Now I'm not about mine, I'm talking about personalize your own. You need to surrender your life to God's will completely every single day. This is a daily surrendering to God's will. It is a daily saying, God, I'm praying not for you to do my will. I am praying so that I do your will. Okay? It's God, I'm seeking you so that I can do your will. I'm not, I'm not living to try to strong arm God to do my will. God, I, the reason I pray and I come to church so you can do what I want you to do. That, that's not why we pray. That's not why we worship. We worship because we say, God, I want to surrender my life to your will. Remember when Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, in the strongest prayer he said, he said, not my will, but your will be done. Remember that one? He says, not my will, but your will. Now, Luke chapter one and verse 38, I want you to see how Mary responds. We're talking about Christmas. We're talking about Mary. We're talking about when Jesus' announcement came in Luke chapter one and verse 38. Watch how Mary responds when the angel says, do not fear. Mary responded, here's what she said. She said, I am the Lord's what? Servant. And then watch what she said. If you got your pen, underline this here. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. In other words, Mary was saying, I surrender, God, to your plan and to your will and to your ways, even when it doesn't make sense to me. So how do I deal with fear? Stay with me here, okay? Dealing with fear is not just, okay, get happy, get happy, get happy, get happy, get happy. Let me go get a happy meal so I can get happy. Get happy, get happy, get happy. Okay, let me go, let me go do some shop therapy. Get happy, get happy, get happy. Okay, you can't do that right now because that shut down. You know, get happy, watch sports, that shut down too. Oh my goodness, okay, happy, get happy. You know, and you're like, and so what happens is we tr- we're looking for something without dealing with something. You follow what I'm saying? Stay with me. So, so Mary says, the angel says, don't be afraid. Mary then says, I surrender, I'm the Lord's servant. Everything you've said, may it come true. In other words, I put my faith, God, in your will, in your ways, and then the angel left her. Of course, you know how the story goes. Mary in the beginning prays, she gives birth to Jesus. Even though she doesn't understand everything, she follows God's plan at the first Christmas, and salvation is brought into the world. What I'm telling you is you've got, we've got to get into a place of, God, I surrender it all. I surrender control. I surrender my, my opinion. I surrender my will. I surrender my ways. I, sur- I surrender my frustrations. I surrender everything, God, and I submit it to you. That way you will not live in fear. Point number two, write this down. How, how, how else do we deal with this fear, it's scripturally, okay? We're looking at the Bible here. Number two, write this down. You surrender my life or your life to God's promises of good news. Someone say God's promises are yes and amen. I surrender my life to God's promises. Luke chapter one and verse 45, scripture says, you are blessed because you have believed that the Lord would do what he said. And this is so important because there are many believers that we believe God can, but we question if he will. And the Bible says that Mary believed that the Lord would do what he said. So it wasn't like, God, I know you can, but I'm just wondering if you will do it in my life. I just wonder if you will come through. And this is what causes us to live in fear and uncertainty because we question whether God is going to do it. But I, I, I want to make a, a, a just a, a, you know, stand on the ground is that we serve a God that always comes through. Now, he may, I'll say it one more time. He always comes through. 
I'm going to say it till you get it. He always comes through, okay? He may not come through when you want him, but he always comes through. And the Bible says that Mary believed that God would do what he said he would do. His promises are yes and amen. And this, this releases us from fear because we say, God, I know that you're in control. I know, God, that this Christmas I'm going to step into great joy because you will do what you promised. Psalms 56, verse 3 and 4. Let me preach scripture to you to build you up. The scripture says, watch this. The psalmist writes, this is, but when I am afraid, I will put my trust where? In you. I don't know who this is for, but somebody right now, you need to underline that. God, I want to put my trust in you. When I'm afraid, I'm going to put it in you. Verse 4, he says this, I praise God for what he has promised. I'm not going to complain to God. I'm going to praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid what mere mortals can do to me? I love how the psalmist says, I praise God for what he promised. I praise God for what he promised. I praise God for what he promised. I want you to say this to me. Say, God is bigger than that. Say it again. Say, God is bigger than that. You need to remind people this Christmas about that. You need to put it on Christmas cards. You need to put it on a piece of paper. You need to put it on your mirror when you wake up in the morning and say, God is bigger than that. God is bigger than, than, than that, that, that thing that you might be facing. God is bigger than that confusion. God is bigger than that devil. God is bigger than that cancer. God is bigger than COVID. God is bigger than, than all, all, all the nonsense. God is bigger than all the animosity. God is bigger than unforgiveness. God is bigger than my sin. God, God is bigger. Come on, someone shout amen. Okay, I, I praise him because what he has promise. What is the greatest promise? Well, we all know John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only one son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We have the promise of eternal life. I want to read you this scripture, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Watch this. The Bible says, because God's children are human beings, stay with me here, made of flesh and blood. Watch what the Bible says. The son also became flesh and blood, right? He was born. And Christmas, for only as human being could die, and he by dying could break, I love this here, he could break the power of the devil. You just underline, I just love how the Bible says God breaks the power of the devil. And you ought to walk around declaring that over your home. God, thank you that you came to break the power of the devil. The devil has no power over my future. The devil has no power in my home. He is powerless in my mind. God, break the power. What is Christmas? It's God breaking the powers of Satan over your life and over your family. If there's nothing else to praise God, you gotta praise God about that. Say, God, thank you that you have broken the power of Satan over my life. Come on, somebody. You've broken the power of the devil who had the power of death. Now watch verse 15. This is so important. It says, only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. It's interesting that the Bible says Jesus was born. Watch me now. Watch this now. He was born. He lived flesh and blood. He died on the cross. And when he died and rose again, he broke the power of the devil. This is going to help somebody. He broke the power of devil. And then he says, to set us free from the fear of dying. To set us free from fear. To set us free from fear. Now, there's a saying that says, don't live scared or don't live scared to death. And there's a lot of people that live in this season scared to death. 
They're scared to death about how they look. They're scared to death about what people will say. They're scared to death about, you know, what, what their friends will, will, will say about them living for God. They're scared to death about, you know, someone actually knowing they're a Christian, like you're an undercover Christian. You're scared to death someone finding out, your neighbors finding out that you actually go to church. Come on. You're scared to death about, about standing for God. You're scared to death about somebody attacking. You're scared to death about someone finding out your past. You're scared to death. And so you refuse to let your light shine. But God says, I broke the power of Satan so you don't have to be scared or any fear of dying, but you can live. We don't live in fear. We live in faith. Come on, somebody. Say amen. We're not going to live scared to death. We're going to live in fear. We're going to live in faith. And and I got to speak to this, especially now, is yes, listen, don't misinterpret my message. Take every precaution for you and your family during this season. You you do everything you got to do, but do not live in fear, Okay. The best analogy I can give you is, is this. When I get in my car, do all you put your seatbelts on when you get in your car? Okay, hopefully you do, all right? No, no, no you put your seatbelt on. Why? Because ding, 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 <laughs> your car keeps doing that, right? Put your seatbelt on, all right? When you put your seatbelt on, that doesn't mean you put your seatbelt on because you're afraid. You put your seatbelt on because, hey, there might be an accident on the way to your destination. In this season, put your seatbelt on. You do what you have to do. Wash your hands. You should have been washing your hands anyway, but wash your hands, okay? People are like, wash your hands now. Man, what do you mean now? You should wash them the whole time. You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're sick, don't, yeah, my, I always tell people, hey, if you're sick, stay home. Why are you coughing on me, man? Go, you know what I mean? It's like, duh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, do all you have to do, and I'm not making fun of it, okay? If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Put, go for it. Do, wear your seatbelt. But listen to me. But still be on your journey. I don't wear my seatbelt and park my car and go, oh, man, I'm a, I don't know, I wear my seatbelt. You know, I'm not going to do anything because, man, you know, no. I put my seatbelt on, and then I go, where are we going, Siri? Exit here. And then I tell Siri, I know a faster way. Come on, somebody. You know, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> Siri don't know what's up. I know the back ways, you know. So, and, you, you, and, I, and then I don't go, oh, my goodness, oh, my God, that car got real close. Oh, my goodness, oh, my God, oh, my goodness. Oh, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. You know, I just drive. With my worship music blasting. Okay? And I got to focus on where I'm going, not what's around me. And blast the Christmas music. And blast the, blast the, the sermon from Pastor Josiah on Sunday. Oh, blast it. Come on, somebody. Put it real loud so they all hear you with your Bose music. Just blast it in your Tesla. Blast it in, in, in your jalopy. Just blast it in whatever you want. Right? Just, and, and you're on your journey. And you're saying, praise God, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to park my life. I'm not going to shut down my love. I'm not going to shut down my faith. I'm going to serve my God. And if it's just me and my family, then praise God, we're going to have a merry, 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 merry Christmas. It's not going to be a scary Christmas. It's not going to be a season of fearfulness. It's going to be a season of cheerfulness. Can I get an amen? So stay on your journey. Come on, somebody. All right. In Jesus' mighty name. All right, let me land the plane here. Worship team, come on up here. But we don't live in fear. Number three, write this down. I'm looking about how the first Christmas they overcame fear and stepped into great joy. And next week, I'm going to talk about how to get great joy. i got a lot of content. I can't wait to get this out of you. I've already pretty much written all the messages for this month, and I, I'm, I'm just, I keep adding to it. And it gets more and more, and I'm going to might continue it into the new year. I don't know. Okay, number three. Fill your mind and your mouth with music that praises God. Now, let me break this point down because 
Watch what Mary does after the angel says, don't be afraid. She says, I surrender. Then Mary does this. The shepherds do this. The, the um, Zechariah does this. And all the Luke chapter one, verse 46, look what the Bible says here. It says, Mary responded. And if you, in your Bibles, you'll notice it says the song of Mary. Okay, in your Bible it says the song of Mary. Mary responded, oh, my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. For he took notice of this lowly servant girl. And from now, all, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. The only person you should fear is God, by the way. And I should probably add that. Don't be afraid of anything about God. People say, you know, uh, you know uh, only God can judge me. That should scare you. Okay. Don't judge me. Only God judge me. And they say that like, like, you know, only God judges me. Like, I'll do whatever I want. Like, what? That should freak you out, okay? Like, he's the judge, man. Okay, like, like, yeah, he'll judge you. And let me just add this. A lot of people say they love God, but do you fear God? Okay? I love you, Lord. God's like, thank you for loving me. But do you have a holy fear of God? Like, God, that's the last person I want to get on your bad side is God. You know what I'm saying? Is I want to honor the Lord. Can I get a good amen? Okay. All right. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Okay. Move on. So where am I? Um, It says, fear him. Verse 51. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalts the humble. This is called the song of Mary. So you want to know what Mary did? is Mary began to worship. She began to worship. And you know that song, I love it, my daughter loves it. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rock the world? I can't say that. Mary did know. Okay, She was like, this baby is going to change the world. This cradle is going to rock the world. This infant will become the infinite one. This child will be the savior of the world. And the first thing Mary did was she began to worship. And I want to show you quickly, okay, how everyone began to worship to get rid of fear and get into God's presence. The Bible says in Luke 1 that Mary sang, and also in Luke 1, Elizabeth sang. In Luke chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, the angel sang. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 20, the shepherd sang. In Zechariah, in Luke chapter 1 and verse 6, 7, 79, he sang. The bottom line I'm trying to tell you is that worship begins to create a moment for you to let go of fear and to get into the presence of God. And here's what people say, well, how do I find joy? I'll tell you where to find joy. How do you get of fear. I'm going to tell you, here's how Psalm 16 and verse 11, let's all read this together. This is going to bless your soul. And if you came just for this, it was worth the, the, the cost of your gas. Here it is. Psalm 16 and verse 11 says, it says, you will show me, watch this now, the path of life in your presence is what? Fullness of what? So, so stop right there. God says, you want to know where joy is? Joy is not on Amazon, even though y'all get happy when you see those boxes. <laughs> All right. Joy is not, you know, it, 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 here or there. He says, you want where the fullness of joy is? It's in the presence of God. Joy is not in things. Joy is in Jesus. 
He says, you want to know where the immeasurable, as the Bible says, inexplainable joy, you want to know where joy is? Joy is not in something you can get. Joy is only found in what you wrap your life around, which is the presence of God. And this is why it's so important this Christmas that you get into the presence of God, whether it be at Costa Mesa Outdoor, whether it be at Fullerton Indoor, whether it be online at home. You need to make sure that you are not enveloped with fear, but you're enveloped with the praises of God. Put on the worship music. Put on the praise in your mouth and say, God, we're going to get into the presence of your joy and at your right hand are the pleasure forevermore. Come on, who's going to get in God's presence this Christmas in Jesus' name? Stand to your feet. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you. Come on, Costa Mesa. Stand to your feet. You're watching online. I know you get comfortable with your little San Marcos blanket and all that. And Take it off. Come on, somebody. Oh, good sermon, Pastor. Come on. Raise your hands right now. Oh, I want to talk online, but you're here too. Just like this. Thank you, Father. In your presence is fullness of joy. I don't know who this is for, but someone needs to let go of the fear. Let go of the fear. Make a decision. Put your seatbelt on. You heard what I said. Okay? Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Do whatever you got to do. do. Do you, do you, boo. Okay? But don't let fear dominate your life. Every decision, and I will make a dogmatic statement here. Every decision you make out of fear will always minimize your life. And every decision you make in faith will always maximize your life. Choose you this day who you'll serve. The message of Christmas was do not fear. And I feel that it's so relevant for today. So with your head bowed, say this, say, Heavenly Father, thank you that you gave us a reason not to be in fear. You sent your son Jesus to be born of a virgin, to live a virtuous life, to die on the cross for my sins, to forgive me of my past. You were buried, but you rose again, so I too can rise. And the greatest gift you gave me this Christmas is the promise of eternal life. What no physical vaccine can do, Jesus has healed my heart. Say this, it has broken the power of the devil in my life. I'm free. I let go of fear and I begin to step into joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's sing this out together. Come on, sing it out. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.